Welcome to another edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Independence Day, Wednesday, July 4th. I'm your host, Donald Ware. Hope you're having a wonderful holiday and hope you again been enjoying these HBCU Football Daily Podcasts for the last two and a half weeks. We're going to stay in the CIAA and as a matter of fact, um, we're going to go now to the Southern Division and a team that surprised a lot. I mean, I got to be honest, I was surprised as well. Not surprised by my next guest, but surprised that the team was able to finish 5-5 five and five on last year, one game away essentially from winning the Southern Division. As a matter of fact, it came down to the last game of the season, and if Fayetteville State had lost, then then St. Augustine's would have played for its first CIAA championship game uh, I, maybe ever. Uh, and now in his fourth season as the head football coach of the Falcons is Tim Javis, who right now joins us on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Javis, and welcome back to the program. Hey, man, I is just glad to be back, Big D, man. You know, I, I, I get I get excited when I do these podcasts, man, because I, it's still a lot of it's still a lot of people out there in the CIAA don't respect me, man. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree because, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, and I mean, I got to be, I mean, I, you know, I got to be honest, if, it, if I'm thinking about St. Augustine's and coming into 2017 and there's no, you know, it's nothing against you, but the program just hasn't been where maybe, of course, the, the officials and so forth as St. Augustine's would expect. And then you lose your first uh, three games, but you come back to finish the season um, at with a 5-2 and two record. Your thoughts on 2017 and, and what a wonderful season, not where I know you wanted it to be, but it's something to build on in 2018. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, uh, it, it just shows that, you know, going into my fourth season, that third season was my recruiting class. Those were my guys that me and my coaching staff went out we took our time out to find the best guys to put on the field and put them in position to make good plays. Um, like I said, it started with my re revitalizing my coaching staff, us going out there on the road, get some decent players to suit fit. And we already knew we had a good team. You know, we already knew our expectation was to go six and four, five and five. We, we already had that concept with the recruiting class that we had. So we knew what we were going to do. We were just trying to get our kids to buy in. I was trying to get those freshman guys that were sophomores and juniors to buy in, and they bought into my program. If we go back to 2016, and, of course, you, you became the interim coach back during the 2015 season, and that season, uh, meaning 2016, you were 2-8. and eight. You mentioned getting some recruits you know, making some changes in the coaching staff. What are some of the things you saw back in 2016 over the course of the season that led to the implementation of a lot of these changes that ultimately led to the 5-5 five and five 2017 season? Um, honestly, getting out there and getting support. Um, I think in the past, since I've been here six years, it just hasn't been no community support. Um, getting the old football alumni guys involved, um, getting an old alumni involved, and getting, the, getting your community involved. And when you get your community involved, that helps you recruit in your local area. Um, I went into a lot of high schools, and a lot of the high school coaches was like, wow, you know, this is the first year St. Augustine's ever been to my high school, and we're 10 miles away. 
So it was just the start was um, getting into my community, recruiting these local schools, and getting more people involved that wasn't involved in the first place. And they were very excited to get involved because it, it honestly takes a whole alumni village um, to at least have a winning season. You, I don't care what head coach you talk to, they can't do it by themselves. It takes a community. It, it takes top down from your administration, from your president on down to the cafeteria lady. It takes a village to, to, to have a successful season. And a lot of these people was not involved with the football program here, and now they are. No, no question about that. And again, a, a successful, um, a pretty good 2017. I know you're expecting a lot more in 2018. Let, let's look at some of the personnel, because the thing about it, especially offensively, I mean, you have Jeremiah Miller, your running back, coming back, average five yards per carry, 838 yards. Uh, Daryl Johnson or DJ Johnson. Um, comes back at quarterback, 13 touchdowns to five interceptions. You do lose. And I, let me start here in a Sam Boyd, big kid, you know, 6'4", 6'5", you know, 250 pounds. They got his shot uh, in, in, in the National Football League. You know, w what kind of void is left by not having a guy like a Sam Boyd? Uh, I'm telling you, you know, Sam Boyd was a 6'4", was 6'5", type beast player that was a Division One player. Um, you got to try to go out and recruit somebody that's similar to Sam Bowie. Um, and that's what me and my coaching staff did. We went out and we recruited a, 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 a young man um, that's a college transfer that's, that's similar to Sam Boyd, but I don't think nobody can be Sam Boyd. But we try to go out and try to, to find similar players because we knew what type of impact he had on the CIAA and our team and knowing that a lot of teams couldn't stop him. They had to double-team him and triple-team him. So me being a head coach, I need to go find another guy that's similar to his stature and his size to, to, to help DJ and to help Miller and to help our offense. Um, pretty much we got 99% of our whole offense coming back. That 1% was Sam. And, and I feel good about our season this year because we only lost seven seniors. You know, we lost seven seniors. My team was young last year. Yeah. No question about it, that the voice of Tim Chavis in his fourth season as the head football coach at St. Augustine's, he joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. So let's, I mean, it's a great point because, you know, Sam Boyd got doubled and, and triple, double teamed, as you mentioned. But boy, Linwood Joyner was right there. He comes back for you. He, matter of fact, he led your team in receiving yards and average yards per catch, 529 receiving yards, 14.7 yards per reception again I mentioned DJ uh, comes back and then also Jeremiah Miller can you speak to as you mentioned 99 percent of your offense coming back led by those three gentlemen I'm gonna tell you um you know we're I was on the phone with DJ and I talked to Linwood two days ago those guys they see the future those guys see the improvement when I say they you know they're down in Florida training right now and working out um, you know, pretty much all my skill guys are together this summer, um, getting their timing down with the new receivers we have. I've added a couple of new 4-3 uh, track slash football guys. I mean, they're working hard. They're working hard. And, and, and believe it or not, they helped me recruit the class that I have coming in. I'm going to tell you, your best recruits are your players, are your captains, 
and your veteran players on your football team. They are the best recruits because they know what your offense and defense is missing and what can be additional to your offense and defense. So with those guys, like I said, they helped me out tremendously. Those guys that you named that are returning, they are all my team captains, and they helped me recruit some great guys that a lot of these teams in the Seattle AA don't overlook. Yeah, can you, you know you don't hear a lot of I, I, I'm assu- I would assume that you know a lot of coaches would listen to the input you know of, of their players. Can you you kind of expound on that and the importance of not only in the recruiting aspect but during the course of the game, especially a guy like a DJ Johnson at quarterback who may see something uh, offensively that can kind of get your guys going. Most definitely, man. DJ, DJ, I had DJ since he was a freshman, and he's going into his last year as a senior, and he knows uh, what's what's going to be given before the season even starts. Um, he's a coach on the field and off the field. Um, he watched a lot of film, and he sometimes he's in the film room correcting the offensive coordinator on certain things like, Coach, we need to do this, we need to do that. So it starts with DJ. You know, it starts with your quarterback um, running the offense. And like I said, he's he's a 3.8 GPA kid, very, very smart. He's doing it on and off the field, and he knows talent. You know, he comes from a – he's come from Highland Springs High School right near Richmond, Virginia, when they have at least 10 to 12 Division One guys coming out their program every year. Um you know he he knows talent, and he and he definitely wants to be a college football coach after he graduates. So it's just a start with him on you know teaching some things, learning how to recruit. You know uh, he knows it, he see it because he stays in our office all the time. Um, he's definitely going to be a future uh, college coach and a great one. And uh, but like I said, it starts with DJ. DJ. Um, and, and I know I'm not the only head coach that that does that with their with their uh, quarterback. You know, their quarterback they could give a lot of great advice, especially because they're out there in the battle on the field, and they could tell you what's going on when they come off the field. They could tell you what they need to add in addition. You know, at the end of the season, DJ was like, well, "Coach, we need we need to get at least two more weapons on offense at receiver." And I was like, oh, "You know, we're on it." You know, it's one of those situations where, you know, he was thinking about that after we beat Shaw raising the trophy. I'm like, DJ, you're supposed to be celebrating raising the trophy for winning the Raleigh Classic, and you're already talking about what we, what else we need <laughs> on offense. So I love him to death. He's a great kid, and he's always thinking ahead of the game. Yeah, no question about it. You need players like that. That the voice of Jim uh, Tim Chavis, the head football coach at St. Augustine's, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I want to get your thoughts uh, on on the defensive side of the football and maybe some improvements or some things you're going to adjust there. I mean, you lose a guy like a Chaz Cosby is really, really good, but you got a guy, you know, you got some guys coming back like James Hickman, another linebacker who did well for you also. Your thoughts on maybe some of the adjustments to where your defense uh, can be better than maybe you expected in 2017? Well, I'm going to tell you, um, you know, I, I come from Bethune-Cookman College, and when I played there, you know, I was always taught defense and special team win championships. 
You know, if you can stop a team from scoring and you got a good kicker, um, you could, you know, you can win a lot of games and win a lot of championships. Um, we we made some adjustments. I uh, promoted my linebacker coach last year. That's that's an All American in the CIAA. Played linebacker for the Washington Redskins. His name is uh, Kevin Jones. Yep. Um, he was an All CIAA player here at Saint R, and he's been with me with the six years I've been here. Um, I promoted him to our DC, and he was a part of that defensive defensive team that was ranked in the nation under Michael Costa. You know, he knows defense. He knows he knows the CIAA. Um, we had a really good spring with our defense. Our defense pretty much kicked our offense butt during the spring games we had here. And um, we added a lot of different players. I brought in a lot of different players uh, from other places to come in in the spring to help us on our defense because it's hard to replace a – a James Hickman and a Chaz Cosby and a Darius Goodman, all these guys, because those guys been with me for four years. So, but I'm going to tell you and mark my word, this young group of defensive linemen that I have, that I had in my back pocket that wasn't eligible last year, are definitely going to turn some heads this year. Well, mark my word now, I have a young team. I had a young team last year. And the defensive linemen that are coming back, you might as well say I got at least six or seven Chaz Cosby. All right, we'll definitely be looking out uh, for that defense. And then finally, wow, what a, you know, St. Augs as a program, um, and even last year has never shied away from tough schedules. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much tougher it can get to open the season playing against uh, on the road against Jacksonville University, um, uh, you know, sort of a perennial power there in the FCS, and then uh, the following week against North Carolina Central. Um, you know, can you kind of talk about the schedule and, and you keeping that philosophy of, of, of scheduling different uh, difficult opponents to prepare you for CIAA play? Um, you know, it's always been a belief. Um, it was all a, it's always been a belief of mine as a college player and as a coach to have a strength of schedule. Um, I think a strength of schedule when you when you play teams uh, that could get you ready for the CIAA. Um, you want to play you want to play certain guaranteed games where they at least did something in their conference. So, you know, so you could get your guys ready for the CIAA. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, it's, the game is fast. And when you play those FCS and, and FBS-type schools for guarantees, it helps your kids. You know, it could be a gift and a curse. You know, last year we lost a couple of kids, uh, you know, for injuries or whatever. But like I said, it is a gift and a curse. It's a gift because you get your guys ready for the type of speed you're going to have getting into the CIAA games. But then, you know, you got to deal with a lot of bumps and bruises once you get into your Southern Division or your Southern Conference. But, you know, we, we, we pray on it. But like I said, it's always – I've always been a firm believer in having a strength in your schedule, uh, putting teams on your schedule that, you know, it's a possibility that's going to get you prepared – uh, for your conference play, um, you know, and, and I've always believed that. I've always believed that, you know, when you're playing against a juggernaut uh, college team, 
you know, you could watch film and learn from your mistakes and just get your guys ready with that type of competition where you get in the CIAA where 80% of the competition is just not like the FBS schools or the FCS schools. And that's not to knock no CIAA schools, but you're playing a guaranteed team where they got like the full max amount of scholarships and they got Division One players. So, you know, it's a certain situation where, you know, you know, 60 to 70 percent of our team are are mostly division two players you know it's a plus i look at it as as a plus and getting us ready for the for the for the conference play in his fourth season as the head football coach at saint augustine's is tim chavis and the falcons are going to open the season as mentioned on saturday september 1st on the road as they're taking on Jacksonville University and Coach Chavis we appreciate the time and we look forward to talking with you uh, during the 2018 football season hey you know it's always been an honor I look forward to these podcasts so I can talk a little trash and listen <laughs> to what these other CIAA coaches got to say and uh, you're doing a great job man and keep up the good work man I'm, I'm definitely a big supporter appreciate that coach Tim Chavis really enjoys it As a matter of fact you know, when we did our countdown to kickoff last year in Raleigh, uh, we had him, uh, Adrian Jones, the head coach at Shaw, who's going to join us tomorrow. Uh, can, uh, uh, coach Bowler out of Winston-Salem State. Um, also, Jerry Mack, who was then at North Carolina Central, came through. Daryl Williams, the head coach at Livingstone, um, also came through as well. Um, and wow, there's one, one more coach is escaping me. Um, at that time, um, uh, Elizabeth City State uh, head football coach also came um, and joined us as well. So, you know, it was a re- it was a really good time. Um, but uh, yeah, those coaches get together. It's a lot of good camaraderie there. So um, again, but Tim Chavis, I tell you, was very confident and uh, looks like he's going to have a pretty good season for the St. Augustine's. Falcons. That's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast featuring St. Augustine's and its head football coach, Tim Chavis. Tomorrow, we're going to go about 1.8 miles away as Adrian Jones, the head football coach at Shaw, is going to join us as well. Have a wonderful July 4th. Hey, y'all. Look like I'm going for a swim. Dunk on him, now I'm swinging off the rim.